Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio, a show featuring people and companies who are making a positive contribution to the world. This show will help you learn how to apply success principles in every area of your life so that you can make the most out of your skills and talents and accomplish more of your goals. To find out more about the show, please visit www.journeytosuccessradio.com. Hello, welcome everyone to the Journey to Success Radio Network. My name is Taylor Tagg. I'm a forgiveness educator and coach certified by the Midwest Institute for Forgiveness Training and a certified Napoleon Hill Foundation Leadership Instructor. To find out more about my work and learn how to let go of resentment, pain, and suffering in a few easy steps, please visit us at TheEvolvingHeart.com and review your peace process found in Amazon's number one best-selling book, The Path to a Peaceful Heart. Now on to today's success story. My guest today is Leah Bell. Leah has learned the most about life, not in the classes at the college she attended, but in the years following. And after realizing a struggle in the job market, the difficulty of paying off student loans, and the heartbreak of sacrificing priceless time with her family to meet financial needs, she wrote the book, The Angry Grad, and now spends time educating people about finances, college debt, and how to become an entrepreneur. Leah is joining us on Journey to Success Radio today to talk about how to get the most potential out of your post-grad years, elevate your income, and reduce your debt. So, Leah, welcome to Journey to Success Radio. How are you today? I'm good, thanks, Taylor. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, and we're so happy to have you on the program today, and this is a really hot topic for a lot of kids, especially coming out of college who've gotten some financial debt. They don't have great job prospects, and this is a really good topic for us to talk about on on the journey to success today. So tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what you do and kind of what the background is behind uh, your new book. Okay. Well, I recently wrote the book, The Angry Grad, and a little bit more about myself. Um, I I wasn't an entrepreneur originally. You know, I graduated at, at 22 years old with a education degree and planned to be a teacher, and Upon graduating, I, I realized um, the experiences that I was having were completely opposite of what I had expected. My expectations were very different, and most graduates have very high expectations of what their life is going to be like when they get handed that degree um, after their four years. And what a lot of them find is interview after interview, or sometimes not even any interviews, and they're searching for a job, and their student loans are coming due six months after their graduation, and they're starting to have anxiety and, and, and things like that because there's no there's not a lot of jobs out there. And you know, whenever they do tend to find a job, a lot of times they're underemployed. So they're working in a field outside of the field that they went to school for, and a lot of times they're working in an area that doesn't even require a college degree because they need to have some sort of an income to pay rent or to pay their student loans, but there's not necessarily always job openings in their field because a lot of even if there are job availabilities, they want people with three to five years experience. So coming out of college, it's just very different than what than the picture that they paint for us in high school. And so that was kind of my frustration. Is I feel like you know I don't I don't ever want to play the victim card. I don't want to say it was your fault that I went to college. It was your fault that I have all of this debt. However, 
I think I may have made different decisions and I've been given all of the facts. But they don't give you all the facts in high school when you're making this decision. They just tell you that you need to go to college to be successful. Um, most people need to take out student loans to afford college. And once you get that piece of paper, you're going to be good to go. If you work hard, you'll be fine. But that's not the case. So when I got out, you know, I'm, I'm eight years out of college now, and still, still have the student loans. Still, you know, four years after graduating college, I was still without a job. Um, I had gotten a few jobs here and there, and I finally landed a full-time job, and the school closed. So that was four years after college, and I was right back to where I began. And I took a job, again, outside of the field of education just to have some kind of an income. And so it just went round and round and round. And it's just not a good situation. And at first I kind of thought, well, I might be the only one in this situation. But as I talked to more and more people, and unless they go to school for one of the high-paying jobs with, with a lot of job opportunity like engineering, computer science, things like that, the people who go for education or some type of an art or social work or a lot of the other options, there's not a lot of jobs. And not everybody is science and math minded. They don't like that sort of thing. I mean, they don't feel that they're good at it and they want to do something else. Those are just lower paying jobs. But you still owe the same amount as someone with a four-year engineering degree. And so it's, it's just a harsh reality and I feel that Somebody needs to step up and really educate people about education and what to expect after graduation from college because no one is telling them. And if they still want to go to college and they still want to rack up a ton of debt, that's fine, but at least they're going to have had someone tell them this is what to expect. And so that's what I'm kind of hoping to do. Well, that's wonderful. Now, help, help me understand, is this – is this book mostly for postgrad people or for you know it's it's for people both. coming in into, into college or both it's it's for both um you know it'll it'll help people if they've already gone to college and they they find themselves in a situation that isn't great financially and, and they're struggling. There are answers for them in the book, however, it will most benefit the person before getting involved in the debt because they're at the point where they can make a decision and not have all of that debt still hanging over them. A college grad, like I said, they'll read the book, they'll still have answers to um, how to get out of debt, how to move forward with or without a job. So it will still be very valuable. But they still have already made the mistake of, you know, they decided that I went to school for the wrong thing or I shouldn't have gone at all and now I have $30,000 in debt. Some might even have fifty dollars to $100,000 in debt. They already have that hanging over their head and there's nothing that I can do for them to wipe that slate clean. So it will be a little tougher for them. And that's the, that's the position that I'm in right now. I still have student loans. But so I can relate to these people and I can, I can help them stay positive and, and work to get out of it. But the perfect person to read my book, to get their hands on my book, is somebody that's 17, 18 years old, and they haven't committed yet. They're, they're single. They don't have a family. They don't have a ton of expenses, and they don't have a ton of debt. And they can read this book and say, you know what? No one told me the, the statistics of finding a job out of college in certain fields. Uh, no one has told me 
if I take out $30,000 in loan, what is my monthly payment looking like? If I can't pay it off in 10 years, how much interest am I going to be paying? No one tells people that kind of information. So they might wake up after reading my book and think, you know what, before I make that commitment, I'm going to sit down and figure out exactly how much I need to take out in loans, exactly how much upon graduation I will be paying per month, what type of a job I need to, to find, and in what time frame to be able to make my payments, and how long am I looking at these payments being over me for, you know, in my life. And if they can figure that out, it's like starting a business. Nobody would encourage you to start a business without planning out, you know, having a business plan, figuring out your return on investment, how long until I make a profit, do I want to be in debt or not. But this is such a big decision, and people aren't telling you to sit down and figure all these things out. They're saying just jump in and it will be okay. But for a lot of people, it's not okay. So if, if a high school student gets their hands on my book, I could potentially save them from making decisions without putting enough thought into it. Well, you make a great point because you're right. People, especially high school students, know they need an education, know they need to get a good job, but they, I mean, they, they just kind of blindly just trust that everything's going to work out in their favor, and that's definitely not the case. So you're providing a much-needed service for people to be able to be able at least plan out their, their debt or their expenses and have a realistic expectation of, of what is going on and what to expect after the post-grad years. Uh, you know, I, I will, I'll be the first to say that, you know, I, I, I came away with in college with some debt. You know, probably uh, I could have bought a nice luxury car with what I had to owe, uh, and I had no plan to pay it back other than I was just going to find a way to pay it back eventually. So exactly. you're right. Yeah, you're exactly right about about the planning. Now, does this need to be something that, that high schools take count of and charge of, or is this the, the college itself that needs to kind of help prepare people at a, at, a, at a higher level? You know, I think both both institutions are dropping the ball on educating students in finances. You know, in, in high school, there's so much of this standardized testing that's being pushed, and, and we're focusing on math and science. And, and while those things are important, not everyone is going to graduate high school and use algebra or, you know, need to know the parts of a frog. Those kinds of things, you know, they could definitely be beneficial to some people, but the one area that is needed for every single student that graduates high school is financial education. But high schools are not providing financial education. So I think that that's something that they do need to do at the high school level. You know, they'll have meetings and, and things to teach kids how to fill out a FAFSA and how to apply for colleges. But this is a big piece of the puzzle that they're not providing. Same thing at the college level. You know, I think it should be a required course on personal finances and um, just managing money, paying off debt, seeing what happens in 10, 20 years to your debt if you make minimum payments. And it's, it's something that, unfortunately, kids don't necessarily understand the reality of debt. And it's, it's not just a number. It's not just, well, you know, it's, it's a payment that I make every month. At 18 years old, you're looking at the amount that you have and think, well, I'm going to get a great paying job one day and, and it's, it's going to be nothing. Same thing at 22, it starts to hit you a little bit because those payments are coming in, but still maybe not real serious. 
you get married at 25 to 30 years old, you start to have kids, that's when it hits you. It hits you when, you know, you might want to take longer maternity leave or as a, as a man, you might want to take some paternity leave. And that's not necessarily an option once you go past that 12 weeks of FMLA. So now you're going without pay. Well, if you have a ton of expenses and debt, you, you're severely limited. You know, if you want to take vacations with your family, but you have these enormous debt payments, that's when it hits you. And unfortunately, by that point in your life, there's nothing you can really do about it because you made these decisions as a young, immature person. So that's what's frustrating to me is I feel that high schools and colleges are dropping the ball on helping students realize just how big of a decision this is. But my opinion at the same time is why would colleges and, and high schools deter people from going to college? It's a, it's a very large profit that they're making. And so to, to scare kids into the reality that, you know what, maybe you want to take a couple years off. Maybe you want to take the entrepreneurial route and not even go to college. That's, that's not something that they want to push. They, they always want to be telling you continually, you know, go to college, go to grad school. Um, just, you know, take out a loan, it's okay. But it's not necessarily okay. And self-education is something that a lot of people can do, but they don't realize exactly what they can do on their own, how much they can self-educate and how successful they can be on their own without needing to go to a, a higher learning institution. So there's, there's a lot that I would like to try to teach people just to think and question whether or not a certain route is right for them because as, as, a, you know, as a former teacher, I see how things work in the schools, and they like to make students into cookie-cutter people. They want everyone to do the same things. They want everyone to score a certain way on a test in certain subject areas, and they want everyone to go to college. But I looked at my students, and I thought, you're all so different. You all have so many different strengths. You all have different weaknesses. But we're trying to tell you all to do the same general thing, and that's not how it should be. So I feel that, that schools should be looking more at the individual, having them learn to question and, and just discover things on their own to make their own decisions and, and to try things a different way. Well, and that, that's great. So let's take a look a, a little bit at, at what you teach. Can you give us a couple of practical tips that you know, we might be able to expect in the book, The Angry Grad, about some of the ways that we can maybe begin to look at, at what we're about to face and how we might need to approach uh, you know, the, the whole college scene in a different way? Right. Um, the whole second half of my book is pretty much encouraging entrepreneurship. And that doesn't mean that I'm not encouraging college. So my solution to this mess is, you know, until, until the tuition and stuff decreases and until people are more educated about lending, my solution to, pe to, to students is to think about ways to bring in an income on your own. You know, in 2015, we have a lot of options with the Internet to be an entrepreneur without having to use a lot of capital up front. To, you, know, you don't need to have a building to have a business anymore. You don't have to have employees. You can have a YouTube channel. You can have a blog. You can have an online store. There's, there's lots of opportunities. So even if you're planning to go to college, even if you, you know, plan to work until you're 65 years old at a job, 
that doesn't mean you can't use your skills for something on the side. Uh, it can be a way to pay for college while you're, you know, while you're in school instead of having to go get a work study job and make you know, a few dollars an hour. Work in your dorm room on your business, and that can help pay for college while you're there. And then if you do have some loans when you graduate, if you're still making an income, if you're bringing in money and you can't find a job, you're not as stressed out because you already have an income stream and you can make your payments without stressing out about finding a job. Then depending on the type of business you have, you can keep that on the side throughout your career. If anything would happen where you would lose your job or you would need to take some time off, there's a little bit of a, of a safety net there. Um, you can do real estate. I mentioned real estate in the book because that's something that I look back and think, well, geez, if I would have bought a small property you know, entering college and um, you know, use the rent money to buy another one and buy another one. I can't imagine where I'd be here you know, 12 years after graduating high school. I can't imagine the income that I would have just from properties. So there's a lot of other options other than just go out and get a job. Um, but then I also tell people if college isn't for you or if you're not sure what you want to do, you don't have to, to jump into college just because everyone says that that's what you're supposed to do explore the entrepreneur route. You know, look at the different ways that you can bring in an income, and that may be the only thing that you need to do. You don't necessarily need that piece of paper to be successful in life. So if you can build up you know, your business online, your rental properties, if, if you can get into the stock market, if you want to you know, teach yourself and, and watch videos online to teach yourself how to invest in the stock market, there's so many opportunities for you to self-educate and be successful that way. So I just, I just want people to know that there are other options out there and, and those can, they can work whether you go to college or not. Well, great points, Leah. And, and I, I do want to ask you another question here coming up here shortly about, about that option, those other options that are out there. But uh, let the listeners know again, uh, Leah Bell, author of The Anger Grad, is joining us on Journey to Success Radio. Tell us how, how we can contact you. How can we find out more about the book? How, how can we get uh, more information about you, Leah? Well, the book is available on Amazon. It's in ebook or print format. Um, if you go to my website, it's www.theangrygrad.com. There's a link right on the homepage to the Amazon store and also some information about me and the book with a few articles on, on college and things like that. Um, and there's a contact me page that you can reach out to me, or you can email me directly at theangrygrad at gmail.com, or you can tweet me at angrygradbook. Wonderful. So I, I would encourage you to check out Leah's book, find out more information uh, about what she's got and, and some of the tips and practical uses you can begin to plan out some of your uh, some of your planning, some of your spending, and whether or not college and what kind of college is, is the right option for you. So, Leah, I want to ask you uh, because this is kind of close to me, and, and um, I do work uh, in Memphis at a community college. There's a you know an emerging community college model uh, that potentially can be a nationwide uh, thing for two years of community college free, and that is not obviously going to be for everybody, but for a certain percentage of the population, that could be higher learning uh, for, for free. So what, what are your thoughts about that potentiality and, and what it could do uh, for people? 
Yeah, I think that if people are going to go to college, um, that's that's definitely the way that I would recommend doing it. If if you can get two years that you don't have to pay for, that's huge. And the first two years of college anyway are a lot of your general courses, um, your intro to whatever field you have decided on. And there's nothing wrong with community college. I think people have this idea, and I, I've seen books out there that that kind of debunk that myth that you have to go to a certain name to to have your college education be worth it, and, and certain other colleges aren't. That's ridiculous. If if you go to school and and you work hard, you're going to learn. So I think that's another kind of money making problem, or you know something like that where. I don't know who started these rumors that you have to go to a certain school to to actually be marketable for a job. I think that's ridiculous. You are marketing yourself. You know, at an interview, are they going to spend time asking you questions about your college or are they going to get to know who you are as a person? So I would definitely recommend that route and, and not worry so much about the the names of colleges and the you know certain side of a college. If you can get two years for free, get them for free. But my other concern with that is when people get something for free, they don't necessarily value it. So you might have you know, a good amount of students going to free community college and working hard, but I think we could potentially give students the wrong impression that something that's free is something that isn't to be valued. And you might end up with a lot of students treating it like high school. So you'll have you know, your overachievers, but you also have people that hardly ever show up and kind of goof off and don't do what they're supposed to do. So that would be my concern. But I'm sure that there's ways around that and, and things like that that would probably be taken into consideration before they would make that, you know, available. Yeah, and I, I think that's a good point. I think they're, especially in, in, the, in this uh, emerging potential two years free, there are obviously benchmarks you have to hit to be able to continue your free education. I think a lot of students, yeah. you know, can, can potentially use, you know, the two years free community college to parlay that into and transfer over to a four-year regular college and, and get a degree that way. There's certainly nothing wrong with that, and I've seen it happen time and time again with uh, a lot of our students here. Uh, so it, it's, it's, you're right. Sometimes you don't value that which you get for free. But sometimes when you understand, the, you know, some of the value of money and you, you've got some debt, then free can sometimes really help a person out who maybe just maybe not be in the best financial situation or really just need some assistance to get that degree so they can they can parlay that into something bigger. So it's really kind of right. a, a good opportunity for a lot of students who might not have the, the opportunity otherwise. Right. So let me let me ask you a, another another question and then this will probably go back to the book a little bit as we talk about the angry grad. Number one, are you still angry? And number two, how do you turn that, that anger into inspiration and motivation to begin to set a plan for yourself, not only to get out of debt, but to, to really elevate yourself to that, that job or that dream or goal that you want to strive for? Well, in answer to your first question, yes, I am still angry. Um, we still have the student debt, and it's still very limiting for us. So, you know, every day it is kind of a reminder of, of the, the things that we're lacking as a society with, with the education part. And I, I do look back and think, 
I just wonder what decision I would have made had I been given a full list of pros and a full list of cons. You know, if I could, if I could tell myself something 12 years ago, I just wonder where I would be now. So, you know, it is kind of frustrating. But then, like you say, you know, how do I turn that? And it's something that you have to do every single day because when you wake up and, and there's a struggle there, you know, my my husband um, is, is currently working uh, 50 or more hours a week, and we don't see him a lot. Um, I'm lucky that I'm, I'm able to, to work from home um, on, the, on the book promotion and everything, so I'm, I'm home with my son. But I see that my husband's missing out on a lot of his life, and we're, we're very trapped because of the student debt. Now, had we went the entrepreneur route, um, maybe we could both be working from home. Maybe he could see his, you know, our baby more. And so it's hard to see that every day and not just be angry, but you can't live like that and you're you're not going to get anywhere if you live in that. So every day you just have to look at your goals, uh, know where you want to be in one year, in five years, and just keep your eyes on that. Because if you if you look down, it's just like walking, you know, on a cliff or, or something like that. If you look down, it's easier to fall. If you look at where you're supposed to go, that's where you'll get. And, and it's the same thing. It's it's difficult. There's going to be things that come up. Um, you know, you might have to drop more money if you if you plan to pay off more debt this month, and something comes up, the car breaks down or something, and you have to put the money into that instead of debt. You know, there's things in life that happen like that, and it's it's hard to keep your head up all the time, but you have to. You have to just channel it and. Use it to, to motivate you. It's, it's kind of like when you work out, too. You know, if, if you've had a bad day, you might actually put a little bit more effort into your workout because you just need to get that those emotions out. And it's the same thing. You just work harder. You work smarter. You email more people to, to try to, you know, get in more interviews and, and promote more. And you just keep going. So that's kind of been my motivation is, you know, I, I see that the last – 10 to 12 years have been spent kind of running on a hamster wheel, and I don't want to be saying that in, you know, 12 years from now. So it's, it's just been giving me motivation to do something and, and do it now. Yeah. Again, we're talking with Leah Bell, author of The Angry Grad, who you hear that in her voice. She's, she's actually been there, and she has experienced the debt and the pain to go with that, and she has written a book for other people who are either in the situation or about to go through the situation, and maybe to, order to avoid the situation and the finances and the debt altogether, be able to put a better plan of action for yourself as you go through college or considering college. Um, she's done a wonderful job with the book, and I, I think by reading the book myself and I've gone through it, so much of putting a plan together is, is the ability to ask the right questions before you go through a process, and I think Leah's done a great job of, of helping the reader ask the right questions before they enter uh, into agreements that they might regret later on. Uh, so again, Leah, uh, tell us a little bit about what some of the, your readers and clients have said ab- about the book, what they've experienced, what they've taken away from it. Yeah, I've had a lot of people just say, I'm, you know, I, I never thought about it that way, but it's like their eyes are opened. Or they know that there's a problem, but they can't put their finger on, you know, what exactly is the problem. We see all of these kids with all this debt and they're struggling, but why? We don't understand why. 
And after they read the book, all of a sudden it's clear to them that it's not just necessarily one problem that's causing all of this. It's a multitude of problems. And I've put that together. The first half of the book is, is pinpointing all the different problems in society that are leading to this result. You know, we have the, the tuition prices are, are just way too high. Um, we live in a society where nothing is expected to be paid in cash. Everything is put on debt. Um, the education system is rolling everyone in the direction of, of being almost identical. You know, all of these together are ending up with these students that are, are told one thing, they expect one thing, and they come out on the other end without any of it. And so, you know, my readers have just have read it and they're motivated to change things. You know, a lot of the people that have read it are either parents um, getting ready to prepare their children for college or people that have already graduated. Those seem to be a lot of the readers that I have right now. I really like to get the book into high schools and start speaking in high schools and, and get it out that way. But for right now, I seem to have a lot of parents and post-college grads reading the book. And it seems to be really motivating people to do things differently. You know, parents are taking a step back and thinking, okay, do I, do I really want to set my child up for this? What can we do differently? And the post-grads are thinking, if I can't find a job, why can't I step out and do something on my own? What's holding me back? You know, I think so many people are afraid of failure, but it seems like the readers, after they read my book, start believing in themselves and that just makes me feel wonderful because I, I feel like so many times people tell you, you can do whatever you want as long as it's in this box, as long as it's, you know, go to college and, and get whatever job you want. But as soon as you mention the idea of maybe starting a business or maybe doing this or that, people start to look at you like, are you sure you're, you want to do that? Are, are you sure you can do that? And that's just wrong. And then people start to do it to themselves. Um, am I sure that I can do this? You know, maybe I should just stick to, you know, a job that I go to Monday through Friday and, and not really challenge myself outside of that. But after they read the book, you can see people start to have the wheels turning in their head and think, well, I, I really enjoy this. What if I would do this with, with a business or that? Or what if I would go out and get a property? And it excites me because that's what we need. We need people to start believing in themselves again and not relying on other people for their income. Wonderful, and I encourage everybody to go out and read The Angry Grad. It, it, it is a wonderful book and a wonderful look at some of the other options that are available to you as you go through college, as you prepare to, as, as you come out of college and wonder what the heck did you just get yourself into um, as far as, as debt goes and be able to pay that off. It, it, it's a wonderful read and the ability to open your mind to new possibilities, to maybe becoming an entrepreneur. There's never really been a better time in the history of civilization to become an entrepreneur than, than right now. I mean, the opportunities are abound, so maybe we'll expand your mind and, and, and open it to different options and perspectives that you might not have had otherwise. So, Leah, last question here. Tell us, and again, the Journey to Success original, what drives you to be successful and kind of makes up the heart of, of what you're doing now for, for graduates? I guess two things. Um, I mean, my family is my motivation for everything that I do. Um, I, I want us to be able to have more time together, and I, I see what this is, what the, our situation has done with that. It's, it's 
really limited us in our time together. And I also see my son, he's about to turn one years old, and I want him to grow up seeing his mom and dad strive for things, and that really keeps him motivated. But in that, I look at these 18-year-olds and I think, you know, they're excited and they're ready to go. And I feel like I can see ahead in their life to a lot of them ending up just like me and just like a lot of my friends and, and just like a lot of people out there today where we all have these expectations. We didn't slack off. We we, we did our best. You know, we, we got good grades in college and we worked hard and we, we did volunteer work and we did everything that we were supposed to do and here we are. And I look at them and think, you know, you guys have no idea what it's going to be like when you are struggling just to take a family vacation and you know, you, you can't go out and, and buy a nice new house. You're, you know, you're, you're having to go to work and leave your kids, even you know, if you want to stay home. If, if you want to have that time when they're little to stay home, you can't. And it hurts to, to know that this is the trend. This is, this is how most people are living their life, um, struggling and having anxiety and staying up at night wondering how their bills are going to be paid. And I, I want to try to help them before they make these decisions. And, and I, I never want to push for just go out and get rich and, and live for money and work for money. I never want to push that. But I see how it affects family and how much it's affecting our family. And I, I think my sole mission isn't necessarily just to keep people out of debt and to keep, you know, bring people more financial security. It's what's underneath that. I don't want them to be limited in the time that they spend with the, the people that are most important to them because life is short. You, know, you only get one life and the, the striving for money and the need for more money just really hurts the years that you do have because you're, you're stressed all the time, you're anxious, and you don't get to spend the quality time that you want to. And it's, it all comes down to money and debt. And so if I can teach people about that where they can live their life with the people that they love stress-free, that's what I would love to do. Well, you're doing just that. Again, we want to thank you for, for writing the book, Thank You, Grad, and, and for giving us kind of a system to be able to look at some of those changes and, and maybe avoid some of that pain before it becomes a reality. So, again, thank you, uh, Leah, for joining us today. And you are listening to the Journey to Success Radio Network. To find out more about the network, please visit us at journeytosuccessradio.com. And we'll see you soon for our next amazing success story. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Journey to Success Radio. If you or anyone you know would like to be interviewed for the show, email tom at tomtutall.com for details.